Hey there, um, we're back, and tonight we're going to go over the American League Central. Alright, I'm G, and M is here with me. And our number one team for the American League Central, drumroll please, is the Cleveland Guardians. So, the Guardians took this division by a wide margin last year. They're incredibly young. Uh, they were the youngest team in MLB last year, and they came out of nowhere to win that division. Uh, their lineup, it's headed by Jose Ramirez, who obviously is a uh, superstar in all of MLB. They signed him to a club-friendly extension last year. Uh, they signed Josh Bell this winter. I'll give him a power bat. Behind all the young, high-on-base percentage guys, Stephen Kwan, Oscar Gonzalez, Ahmed Rosario, Miles Straw, Josh Naylor, Andres Jimenez, and then they also signed Mike Zunino, another guy with a lot of pop, and he struggles with the contact. So this lineup as a whole, there's not a whole lot of power, but elite contact ability, and there's uh, minor league reinforcements on the way. George Valera is coming. Tyler Freeman is coming. The Guardians are just sto so stacked with contact hitting, almost MLB-ready, top prospect middle infielders. And... They just have so many of these guys coming. They're going to be around for a long time. So this seems like a pretty underrated team. When you actually look at it, they've got two um, top starting pitchers. They've got um, an elite closer. And they've got some solid bats in there, um, led by Jose Ramirez, who has constantly been one of the best hitters in the league. Yeah. So diving deeper into that rotation, it's led by Shane Bieber, of course, the 2020 American League Cy Young Award winner in the shortened season, just turned into other worldly season that year. Uh, Tristan McKenzie, or Dr. Sticks, as he is called, the incredibly lanky right-hander. Um, he had his breakout season this year. So those two aces at the top of that rotation, and then followed by Cal Quantrill, Aaron Savale, Zach Plesak. It's a fairly deep rotation. And then the bullpen has obviously the guy who um, could easily be today the best closer in the game today, Emmanuel Clace, with a nearly unhittable cutter. And then James Karinchak, who has alternated between um, being brilliantly difficult to hit and um, a guy who cannot find the plate. So he's always very difficult to hit. When he can find the plate, he is utterly dominant. So the back end of that bullpen is really strong. Yeah, um, Clay's, like you said, might not be the best um, closer in baseball, but he's definitely up there. Um, McKenzie had the breakout year that um, some people thought was coming. And then you've got kind of solid um, at the bottom of that rotation. Yeah, so all in all, a fairly well-rounded team. And then they have one of the best managers in the game, Terry Francona. Uh, they, they've said he has the job as long as he wants it, and that's the way it should be. Francona is just great with that team, especially one of the youngest teams in the majors. He handles it so well. He's, he's a great manager, and it shouldn't be too difficult for the Guardians to win this division again. No. There's, there's not a lot of competition in maybe the worst division in baseball. Yes. Our, our number two team is the Chicago White Sox. So this team was the team that was a trendy World Series pick. This time last year, they just had a season in 2022 
that was governed by Murphy's Law. Everything that could go wrong went wrong for them. And their young guys didn't develop. They had a lot of injuries. Their pitching took a step back. I mean, everything snowballed at once on these guys. Um, so their current outlook in the lineup, well, they lost Jose Abreu, who was their leader, uh, the 2020 American League MVP. And they lost him to the Astros. So they lose the veteran presence and the strong hitting ability from that team. They still have Tim Anderson as shortstop, Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert in the outfield, Andrew Vaughn to take over from Jose Abreu at first. They signed Andrew Benintendi, who has little to no pop, but has a strong on-base percentage. So that's still the nucleus of a strong lineup there. And then in the rotation, they have uh, Dylan Cease as the leader there, who was the, tw uh, the Cy Young runner-up for this year, this last year, 2022. Uh, they have Lance Lynn, who has generally been reliable, and Luis I'm sorry, Lucas Hilito, who's coming off a really down year. Uh, the bullpen, it took a hit with closer Liam Hendricks being diagnosed with cancer. Um, Joe Kelly, Garrett Crochet, Aaron Bummer, uh, Kendall Graveman are the guys back there now. And they're hoping Kendrick Hendricks makes a quick recovery back there. So what you're seeing is a team that very recently, as recently as last year, was um, looking incredibly... Um, Sharp, um, the obvious pick for winning the American League Central because you have you had Jose Abreu, who um, has been one of the most consistent hitters in baseball, um, and then in the rotation you have Dylan Cease, Lucas Giolito, and Lance Lynn, who everyone expected Giolito to pitch very well. Um, yes, he got the Cy Young Award votes in 2019, 2020, and 2021 before completely falling off a cliff in 2022. So that bullpen looks great. Um, and then Liam Hendricks, of course, had a good year this year, but now with his cancer diagnosis, so... Yeah, there is no timetable for when he's going to return. Of course, we all wish him the best. Um, so yeah... This is a team I could see a whole lot of variables for. I mean, they have a high ceiling. They still have a really high ceiling, but they also have an incredibly low floor. So I could see Tim Anderson winning a batting title, Eloy Jimenez leading the league in homers, Luis Robert having his toolsy breakout that everybody's been expecting. Andrew Vaughn is solid and completely replaces the brain in that lineup. Andrew Benintendi is great. Dylan Cease cuts his walk rate. And he wins the Cy Young. Lucas Giolito bounces back. Lance Lynn bounces back. And then the bullpen is solid. This team could win 100 games. If, if Cease's walk rate stays where it is and he has the ERA, the ERA estimators project him to have around 350 or thereabouts, if Lucas Giolito uh, continues his alarming trends, if Lance Lynn can't stay healthy and effective, that rotation is going to be a mess. You could see injuries quickly derailing that lineup. This team could be a 100-win team if everything goes right. They could be a 100-loss team if everything goes wrong. They may be the team with the highest uh, difference between their ceiling and floor. I, I can easily see that, um, like you said. And, um, yeah. All right, so that wraps up the White Sox for us. I'm moving on to our number three team 
is the Minnesota Twins. So there was a narr narrative about around the Twins this winter was Carlos Correa, and they eventually did re-sign him to the six-year guarantee with four more years and options. Uh, besides him in that lineup, they have Jorge Polanco, a uh, solid second baseman, Jose Miranda, who had a mini breakout as a rookie this year, Byron Buxton, of course, the ultra-toolsy, ultra-injured uh, center fielder that they've got, uh, Max Kepler, who's been the subject of trade rumors, Alex Kirilov, incredibly talented minor league player, but because of persistent wrist injuries, has never really made the impact at the MLB level. Royce Lewis, who, much like Kirilov, incredibly promising prospect, um, but he's really struggled to stay on the field. Tore his ACL this last year for the second time, and he'll be out for until at least midseason. Uh, Christian Vazquez, they signed to be their catcher. And Joey Gallo, they also signed to play in the outfield for them, and he's got tremendous raw pop. But he's looking for a breakout this year. So, this lineup could be a really good one. Yeah, I like Polanco, Miranda, and Correa there. And then also, if Buxton can stay healthy, he's got great upside, as we've seen. So, that could be solid right there, Polanco, Miranda, Buxton, and Correa. Max Kepler... A solid player, not um, absolutely huge, but a solid everyday player there. And then you've got Lewis, like you said, he's out for uh, midseason, but a former trot prospect. And then you've got Gallo and Vasquez at the bottom of the order, which is still not terrible. Yeah, you I mean, could have a, you could definitely have a worse bottom of the order. Uh, they got a deep rotation. Sonny Gray, they have uh, Tyler Malley. Uh, Pablo Lopez, who they just traded for from the Marlins. They have Kenta Maeda coming off Tommy John surgery. Chris Paddock coming back off surgery. Uh, Joe Ryan, who broke out for them as a rookie. Josh Winder, Brent Ober. This is a deep rotation, and it could be the best in the Central. Um, out of all the Central um, rotations, yeah. I mean, if the White Sox don't have their um, yes. incredible three, then... Of course, with the top three, yeah, yes. I, I can see that there. Because it's deep. You don't have a whole bunch of really top star power. Gray was the um, ace of the athletics a while back. Um, but there's definitely stuff there that you can make um, a good rotation out of. Yeah. And then the bullpen has got the young breakout star of last season, Joe Duran who, man, he, he's got good stuff. And they've also got Emilio Bagan and uh, Jorge Lopez behind him. And, of course, Duran has the distinction of having the fastest off-speed pitch in baseball, his 99-mile-per-hour <laughs> splinker. Which is pretty ridiculous. Yes, it's a combination uh, between a splitter and a sinker, and it's five miles below his 104-mile-an-hour fastball, 103, 104. <laughs> So, yeah, that's just filthy stuff. And he has a 90-mile-an-hour power curve. So it's just nasty back there for Duran. We'll see if the Twins give him more save chances this year. But So the thing for the Twins that I see um, is their floor seems to be higher than any of the teams in this uh, Yeah, division. there doesn't seem to be that much. that Their rotation is so deep. The injuries are not going to derail them that much. Um, the bullpen, you've got Jorge Lopez, who was good this year for the Orioles, um, their primary closer. Um, Emilio Pagan has shown flashes of being good. And then, of course, Joe Enduran. Um, I'm really big on him. Um, so their floor is pretty high. 
I don't think they can go lower than third in this division because of the Royals and the Tigers and also how solid they are on their team. Yes, where we have the White Sox second, and we said they could drop to 100 losses. I can't see that with the Twins. I think whereas the White Sox could limbo between 100 wins and 100 losses, I think the Twins probably between 90 and 90. So they certainly don't have as high of a ceiling as the White Sox or even the Guardians, but their floor, I think, might be higher. I think the Twins could definitely challenge the White Sox in this division um, if things um, go a little differently than teams have planned, and even possibly the Guardians, if yes. the magic of this year is not um, again. Yeah. All right, so there's your Minnesota Twins. Next, we'll move on to our number four team in the rankings, the Kansas City Royals. So the Royals, they have an exciting youth movement coming. Uh, they've got Bobby Witt Jr., of course, who broke out this year. He didn't have a very high on-base percentage. He did hit over 20 homers. He swiped over 30 bags, I believe. So 20-30 season in your rookie year, despite the low on-base percentage, that's really good. And they're expecting him to make similar strides this year. He, he's going to be a star. They've got Vinny Pasquinato, who has just otherworldly plate discipline and hitting ability as a first baseman or DH. Uh, Nick, Prado, Nick Prado, of course, who um, exceptional first base defender. And he's one of the top prospects at first base. <laughs> Excuse me. MJ Melendez. Uh, catching prospect, but with Salvador Perez, they're also using him at third base or in the outfield, but he had, he's also a tremendous power hitter. And of course, they have Salvador Perez. So thin in that lineup. Uh, they've got some young talent coming up, but they're not as deep as the three teams have covered already, and that's a major reason why they're not up there with these. They're, they're really down a tier as compared to the Guardians and Twins and White Sox, who each of them, you could really make a compelling case for them to win the division. The Royals, you can't but really see you that can't case. Really, no, you can't see the Royals or the next team, the Tigers, winning the division. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could see some young guys break out. They're just not deep enough on a whole, though, I don't think. No, uh, the rotation, no. they have Brady Singer, who broke out last year. Uh, they've got Ryan Yarbrough, Zach Grinke, Jordan Lyles, a bunch of soft tosser guys. They don't have a fire-breathing starter who will... They, they don't have an ace. They lack it. They lack a guy with ace-level stuff. They've got some solid guys back here, some solid innings eaters, but again, no guy to shut down an opposing lineup. No. And these guys will show flashes, but, I mean, even Ryan Yarbrough, I think he went... He went. He pitched a perfect game into the ninth. Did he not once? That was Rasmussen. Rasmussen. Yarbrough might have. I, I, I believe he did. But, but it, it was a perfect game or no hitter, and he took it this like year, to eight and two thirds at one point. The thing with Yarbrough is he's going to do that by soft contact, and any he, pitcher he's not can do that. You've seen incredibly obscure pitchers. No one's ever heard of throw no hitters. They're in the news for a day, and then yeah, 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 yeah. But um, yeah. The point is, these guys are not going to go like what Spencer Strider did this past season against the Rockies go out and throw up 16 strikeouts in a game. They're just not going to go overpower the hitters, and that is really um, the most effective yeah. way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the bullpen has got Scott Barlow, who was their main closer last year, and they recently signed Aroldis Chapman, who is a shell of his former self. Yeah, Aroldis Chapman, um, 
at a time was prob one of the best, if not the best, closer in baseball. Oh, absolutely. But um, he's obviously past his prime now. He's had some management issues um, very recently, and he's just not the player he once was. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's about it for the Royals. I mean, they're kind of thin. They got some young guys coming up who can make an impact. Uh, they need some starting pitching, and it... So, yeah, they have a young core coming up, but it's going to take them a little while. Yeah. And then moving on to our last team, the Detroit Tigers. Man, this team was a popular sleeper pick for the playoffs this time last year. And everything went wrong. Even, even more so than the White Sox. They just had everything blow up in their face in 2022. Uh, Javi Baez, who was their big ticket signing, six years, $140 million. Man, he, he was a major bust. He just flailed at everything. Couldn't hit for average, couldn't hit for power. I mean, he was just a mess. Uh, Spencer Torkelson, who was one of the very tippy-top prospects in baseball, um, he struggled all year. It, just a mess of a debut season, especially for one of the top prospects in baseball. Riley Green, another uber-top prospect. He was only about league average coming up, which is not bad for a prospect in his first year, but... They they wanted more from one of the top prospects in baseball. Yeah. Um, Akil Badu, who in 2021 was a revelation after a Rule 5 pick ahead 2022, he was a disaster. Well, n not quite a disaster, but, I mean, he wasn't as good as he was in 2021. He got demoted to the minors at one point. So some struggle there for everybody. Uh over in the rotation, Eduardo Rodriguez was their big signing for the rotation. He was supposed to lead that. Uh, due to personal issues, um, he didn't play a full season. He was quite uh, away from the team for quite a long time. Um, and the rotation just ravaged by injury the past few seasons. They'll be opening the season with Michael Lorenzen as really their top healthy starter, along with Eduardo Rodriguez, of course. Uh, Spencer Turnbull will be in that rotation, but he's coming off Tommy John surgery. Uh, Tariq Skubal, who is one of their bright points, um, he got injured midway through the season. Flexor tendon injury. There is no solid timeline for him at this point. He's going to miss the beginning of the season, though. Casey Mize, who is one of their ultra-top top pitching prospects. prospects. Yeah, he really was a bust. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he wasn't terrible. He he wasn't as good as projected. And then he had Tommy John surgery in June. Matt Manning. So they're, they're pitching. It really was the tri trio of Scooble, Mize, and Manning. So Scooble's hurt with flexor tendon. Mize had Tommy John surgery in June of last year. He won't be back until late this year or next year. And then Matt Manning, he's also injured. He may not be ready for opening day either. So really just ravaged here. And the bullpen is barren after trading Gregory Soto uh, to the Phillies and Joe Jimenez to the Braves. So, so there's no one here. Miguel Cabrera's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Absolutely. But he's way past his prime. Um, Javier Baez, he's been so iffy. He's had some great years and then he's had some really awful years. Yeah, incredibly streaky. You, you can't tell. Um, he's got great upside, obviously. It's a flashy, one of the most exciting players in baseball, but. He's really got to become more consistent with that. And then, other than that, you've gotten not much anyone in the lineup. There's Riley Green, like you said. Um, the bullpen, like you said, there's no one. 
the rotation, there's practically no one. Yeah, um, so really what the Tigers are going to have at this point is hope. They have to have hope that Torkelson will show major improvements this year. They've got to be major improvements. Riley I, Green yeah. has got to major improve on what he did last year. Uh, Javier Baez, he's got to showcase what he did earlier in his career with the Cubs, and Akil Badu needs to get back to where he was in 2021. Uh, Scoobal needs to come back as soon as possible. Matt Manning needs to c- come back as soon as possible. And those guys, those guys need to be good. Spencer Turnbull needs to be good coming off of Tommy John surgery. He needs to show off the breakout stuff that he was showing in early 2021 coming off a year and a half away. And they need some guys to step up in the bullpen. And even if all that happens, they may only be an 80-win team. Yeah, there's hard to see much upside at all. Maybe, maybe if everything goes wrong for the Royals and everything goes right for them, they might be fourth. But I can't see them, even in this terrible division, contending with the Twins or White Sox. Yeah, it's quite a weak division, but I could easily see the Tigers losing 100 games here. Easily. And Without a doubt. Yeah, they're definitely the basement of this division. So that wraps up your American League Central analysis. We'll be back to you soon. Until then, this is the GM Baseball Podcast.